Welcome to Turned On, the podcast. I'm John Milky, the Milkman. You can catch me weekday mornings on btrradio.com. It's radio not on your radio, exclusively on the internet, which means we can talk about things like sex, which we do here on this podcast with my co-host Sue McGarvey, a sex therapist, a blogger, and I first met her when she was hosting a nationally syndicated talk show called Sex with Sue. You ready? Let's get turned on. Great to connect with you again, Sue. Uh, I understand since we last spoke, we have added an Instagram account for the podcast. Yep, yep, an Instagram account, and we're gonna be, I'm gonna have a Facebook page and turned on the podcast. Dun da da da. <laughs> I know so, it's awesome. Yeah, and we talk about all things that turn us on. Sue is obviously from a very clinical side. That's what you've been doing for a lot of years. And I come at yeah. it from I'm just a I'm just a filthy kinky sexually yeah, adventurous no, I, and, and, yeah, i'm a guy need, yeah right you need a guy you need a male perspective on this i think that's important and and if you want to send me questions sue at sexwithsue.com check it out and we'll be able to you know answer any like this is one of those things where you get sex therapist on demand and you can ask me anything yeah so we're gonna cover this yeah or i know i love it. submit ideas for things that you want to hear us discuss we're happy to do that too Pretty free, pretty like, free. I love the people who are like, you know, like like my my partner and I, we just, you know, ended up in a swinging situation and and recount the story and let us weigh in on that. Whatever. I We can certainly do that. I wait till I wait till I tell you later this week about what I did last Saturday. Ooh, you oh. can't wait. Oh, okay. I know, I know, no. It's tease. Yes. Tease. Tease. So we were talking about, so there, there's a guy, you know, I get always the new, the new abstracts, the new articles, the new research that comes out every day. So new research around typical penis shapes and sizes. And what I'm finding is every time I do a TikTok, and my TikTok is coffee with Sue because it couldn't of say course. sex on TikTok. But they they had, but anytime I talk about penis size, it blows up. So I was talking about the biggest penis ever. Biggest penis ever is 18.9 inches. <laughs> Which is, just cracks me up because I can't imagine something that big. And he has to apparently bandage it every day to keep it from chafing. It uh, doesn't fit in regular underwear, of course. It is. It, he has a urinary tract infections all the time Yikes. because he can't urinate properly. You know, the doctors have said, um, you want, yes, you want a circumcision, you know, which is basically lop. But this time it's not just taking the foreskin. It's lopping a piece of the whole damn thing off, like cutting it in half. What? I can't what? imagine being able to be functional in terms of, well, I can't get an erection now, really. That can be done? Well, apparently I was told that it couldn't. And then I was told by a different urologist, oh, yeah, now we have the transgender work. We totally can rejig all of those nerve endings and redo it. But hmm. I'm not sure you'd get much sensation. I don't know. I've never, I, I need to talk to somebody who's actually or, done surgery and somebody who's had it. If we're being honest, 18, you said what, 18 and a half inches? That's 18.9. That's like the male equivalent of, you know, women who are very, very busty and they talk about how their back hurts, right? That's yeah. the male equivalent of that. And and maybe you're giving up a little bit of sensation in the name of, uh, of just. I think it's a lot. Of, I think it's a lot of sensation. But health wise, that thing is, that thing is exactly. enormous. So, Anyway, but the the idea, the typical penis shapes and sizes and what you can do with them. And having worked in a clinic where I literally literally saw a thousand penises and some of them, you know, they're all different erect than they are flaccid, right? And like some are growers, showers, all that stuff. But they have ones that curve upwards best mm -hmm. for, you know, all kinds of missionary positions. They've got the upside down banana, 
which is curved downward. Okay. Right? Think of it that way, curved downward. Yeah. They have the C shape, which, you know, curves to the right. So apparently the position best for C shape, you know, banana upside down is best with rear entry. The C shape is something called the T bone, which is on your side, but the back is twisted. I I, I think we have to demonstrate, you know, a video because it's one of those things that's hard to describe. But think of it. T-bone, so she's on her side. Side entry. side entry. Let's just do that. Side entry. And he curves in with that C shape. They have penises that have a bigger base, but a narrow head which yep. is basically built for butt play right that is a butt plug in itself yep or what enough. they call the cabasa, right the short but thick and what you can do with those so it's it was really interesting so i'm going to try and add some links so people can hear what this is and see and you okay. know, figure out where theirs are and if you have such a large you know if you have a big curve or things have changed you can actually get between the vitamin e shots and the laser Get your penis back to a shape that you actually like. And that does not, you know, it's not like taking a piece out of the middle. It actually works and doesn't affect sensation. I've always found that my penis is shaped kind of like a penis. It's weird, but true. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Well, good, important things we want to know about you. Yeah. I, I also barbecued a steak the other night, by the way, that I took a picture of after a couple of drinks because I looked at it and said, you know, this kind of looks like a penis too. Uh, and it was very tasty, very meaty. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, Sue, I think it's safe to say that the show prep uh, I find uh, for my radio show a little different than the show prep you find. Let's talk weird sex. Okay, so there's been a couple like there's there's a whole site on weird sex, you know, and people what people have pulled out of other people's rectums and and lots of people getting caught in interesting places. There was an article this week about somebody in Asia who was having sex by a by the train tracks and because apparently it was a hookup place and was decapitated by a speeding train. And I thought, oh, the Halloween <sighs> week. There it is. That's a, that's a real horror show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the the really interesting thought, I thought there was um, a, a couple of kids in Vietnam having sex for the first time were too embarrassed to go buy condoms. But so they used a baggie as the uh, as their condom like a ziploc well, sandwich baggie? i think so they say plastic bag but i described it looked like <laughs> a baggie of some kind yeah ziploc thing okay. and apparently they had to they both had to go in and get you know get treated for small lacerations on their genitals because it doesn't have any lube it has no elasticity on those things and you know those seams can be pretty sharp yeah yeah. So important safety tip, don't use baggies. But when I was I was doing a, a bunch of talks at schools and the one I remember was a group of kids I was involved to bring in and talk to these kids because they were using plasticine. They were getting the plasticine from the school and molding it into a shape over their penis and using it inside their potential partner in the schoolyard. So that was my important safety tip to discuss. I know, right? I thought it was ingenious at the time, but, you know, not very practical and is not going to help you from getting pregnant at all. Like, not at all. Like, I don't think there's any kind of difference. And, you know, as you know, if you're if you're young, you're under 20, you are, you know, you can get pregnant very easily. Yeah. It's also not the kind of thing that I think you want to stick in the fridge and just sort of leave it there for later kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe you do. Or how many hands and dirty hands have been used to? Uh, <laughs> By the yuck. way, I, I I can't remember the whole story, but it, it's just a side note. You know, my uncle when he was younger, my mom's told this story. My uncle when he was younger, 
when he wanted to get condoms and it was too embarrassed to ask for condoms. And in 2022, are we really embarrassed to ask for condoms? I guess maybe we are. are, Okay, fair enough. He would go into the drugstore. He was told, if you ask for chiclets, they'll know what you're talking about. And of course, he works himself out uh, up to finally get into the drugstore (laughs) to go buy condoms, asks for chiclets, walks out of the drugstore with chiclets. Like, yeah, gum. yeah. Go to the pharmacy and pharmacist and whisper in their ear. Or if you're really embarrassed, if you are too embarrassed to do this, send us an email, sue at sexwithsue.com. Maybe we'll mail you one. I think that would be a public service. We want to see that you're listening and I will mail you. I even have flavored condoms. I have all kinds of cool things, right? Public service. There's our public service announcement of the day. We need to get turned on the podcast branded on some condoms. I think that would be awesome. There you go. Sue McGarvey uh, is online for you. We uh, are happy to take your questions, your segment ideas, etc. It's Sue at sexwithsue.com All right, Sue. I don't even know how I stumbled upon this recently. Uh, Probably on Pornhub, but sex dolls in 2022. I, I mean, like I always thought of them as like this inflatable thing you know, almost like a like a balloon that you would buy at the dollar yep. store kind of thing. They are scary realistic these days. Oh, yeah. I had oh, no yeah. idea. Yeah, you want to invest $10,000 in a sex doll? You can get one that is made to made to order and yeah, your fantasy figure, everything perfect. I know, right? The only and, thing and about it, the only thing about it though is it's so lifelike except the face never changes. <laughs> that would yeah. really bother me. I like facial yeah. expressions. I know. That's that's true. So the, yeah, my favorite Christmas story is about Louise, the inflatable love doll. And you're right. It blows up and it gets an amber, like an ember from the fire. And it, you know, goes around the room. And anyway, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Apparently she put it, she put it in her brother's stocking because he always wanted a, you know, a blonde for Christmas. Right. Or yeah, so <laughs> my sister bought him an inflatable doll. Anyway, it's a great story. And when we have, I have this social group, right? We are the ducklings and we passed around the presents to the story of Louise, the, the inflatable sex doll. And every time I said Louise, the inflatable sex doll, everybody had to pass a present. But the new <laughs> research about I, about sex dolls is fascinating. So they, they interviewed about 500 guys, primarily there were 95% men who had these sex dolls ages 43 to 77. I thought that was, I was surprised at how older they were. And they found that the research was they were gobstopped that the that a lot of these men's ideal sex partner was their sex doll, that they became emotionally attached to their sex doll and it reduced the attractiveness to real women and that they felt that that was all they needed was their real sex doll. I'm not sure how I I feel about that. I know, right? I, I don't know. I think, you know, we're headed to... You know, that the Terminator robot life, here we come. And, you know, Elon Musk saying artificial intelligence is more of a risk to the human population. I know. Nothing kills a boner, Sue, like Elon Musk. That's true. But (laughs) ideal sex partners, I think, I think we meet, we might, I should write the company. We need a turned on sex doll that could be, you know, we could have it. (laughs) Oh, and yeah. (laughs) Left left breast, you, you boop that to play the current episode. Right breast to play, you know, previous episodes. I I just think I just think it would be really interesting to see how you you know, like you could go out in your mental health. Then apparently it improves mental health of the users who've used it, who have now have a doll because they have something of their own. I get own. that. I get so that. So there you go. If you go around the country in your mental health van, 
your RV that you're going to do, the RV of love. Think of it as, you know, here I have with my, you know, the person, you know, and you could go, if you have them, they look realistic and you could drive in the. You know, I was going to say that, but I, then I bit my tongue on it. I'm like, I don't want to be weird and say something stupid like that. No, okay. I think that would be great. <laughs> You're going to get it. I think we should get it turned on. So I would be really interested to know if anybody listening, would you buy a sex doll? Would you want it? Like, I'm sure you want to try them. I'd like, like to try one. Try them. Of course, everybody wants to yeah, try yeah. one. I want to try one. I don't know. I don't know how they are for women, but I think it would be really interesting. And I suppose they do have them for women, too. I mean, why not? I know, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not thinking, you know, for guys, it's a tube in a hole. So, you know, if you can make it warmer or gushier, it it's not going to feel that different. But you're right. The facial expressions, it's, it's usually the temperature that changes things. Like I know mm. for dildos, it is not like it is like all the lesbians I know are the ones who are looking for inconsequential sex because it's different than their dildos. And that's what they want. They don't want rest of you. They don't care about your fingers and your hands, but they want to borrow that because they can't get that. And that is, uh, that's a real thing. So I can't see for women, but we'll see. I'd love to try one. I would too. All right. Interesting things happened to us during isolation, didn't they? I know. So send us a note (laughs) and we'll see if you would like to try one. Sue at sexwithsue.com. All right, Sue, you teased us off the start of the show about some weird, wild thing you participated in last weekend, was it? I did. And, I, you know, and I have done a lot of crazy stuff. Like, I am I just, I don't have this, this, you know, I don't judge people about sex. Like, it's just never been something I, I had. And yep. I'm always like, sure, I'll try it. Like, let's, let's yeah, yeah. go. It doesn't always, it doesn't always end up as my thing. And as long as it's safe and consensual and legal, I'm up for it. Yep. Well, you know, and certainly when, when sex work, you know, I don't know if anybody's followed the news around that, but it was, you know, and during the Harper administration, it became, it, uh, they they found that, you know, the whole idea was against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that you had, you know, that it was criminalized. So it's pretty much a gray area. So if you're not doing human trafficking or drugs, there's not a lot of cops in the country that is going to, unless there's really serious complaints, it's going to care about women entertaining businessmen. So they've been coming out more. And I have I've had conversations with more people who are doing this as a job and really like it. And I went to see one last weekend who is the nation's, at least according to some of the reviews that you get on the escort review boards and on Leo's lists and all the places you find mm-hmm. that people, the best person in the country for prostate massage. So she's been doing massage for 30 years. So she does a, a good massage with a happy ending. But her expertise is a glove, some lube, and a finger inside your ass. That's that's her expertise. So that's and for people not aware, that is what a prostate massage is. So it's that done is from what the a prostate. Inside. She will she will do toys with that, but she says it's less work. But it's it's really about finger strength and dexterity, knowing exactly where the prostate is because it's kind of you know there's lots of grooves inside, and it's hard to find which one which one of those grooves is the prostate. And how she flicks it. Anyway, it was a, a it was a demo for sex educators. And it was a live demo. So absolutely fascinating. I know, right? So I'm I'm, I'm just guys, I'm just wondering how did I miss the 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 help wanted ad for this? <laughs> I imagine that, right? It was yeah. So lovely space doing prostate massage and 
Prostate massage is, is a dying art. And when I was training for men who had prostate cancer or needed to, because prostate massage, it gets rid of the gunk that's in your prostate. And if you can do that, you don't get prostate cancer. So, or men who've had, you know, problems, their PSA is up and they need, and the doctors are saying, well, we need to, you know, you need to take the meds and you should probably get your prostate cleaned out. Well, the only people doing prostate massage were a bunch of old urologists. Like I had one that was 75, this old, you know, very nice Indian man, but it was very clinical. And would you want this, you know, meaty, hairy finger there? Or would you like this very beautiful sex worker in a lovely environment? And if you ask her really nicely, she may even do it topless. Um, I mean, I, I, which one would you prefer, right? I prefer the latter. However, I'm aware <laughs> that there are some who do prefer the former. No judgment here. But no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. do you want it to be clinical or do you want it to be something that is actually kind of titillating? Well, a pleasurable. Like sure. it's pleasurable. So the difference between you going to the doctor and the doc- and you bending over and going, I, I call the Moon River exam where they go in and uh, mm-hmm. fiddle. Um, and it being pleasurable from your partner is you having an erection. So if you have an erection because she's given you a great massage and she's, you know, she's stroked it for a while and then you get a prostate massage closer to the end, that's a very different sensation than bend over. I've got a, yeah, I'm in the doctor's office, which you dread. I would say so, yes. Uh-huh. So fascinating work, but but just so you know, Eastern Ontario has the best prostate massage expert in you know at least arguably in the top i would say she's absolutely in the top three or five in the country and was doing classes and so if you that's your thing you may want to consider paying for a session because she'll teach you too i know right so if you want some information i can't out her on air but you want some information i'm happy to give you a referral sue at sexwithsue.com which is also the place where you send me questions I love it because, I mean, you and I are both based in Ottawa, and Ottawa is in such denial. And yet here is yet another thing <laughs> that proves that Ottawa's we got a lot more. hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot more mm-hmm. going on here than we give ourselves, or that we're willing to admit, I think. Uh, the podcast is called Turned On. If you like it, please leave us a review subscribe and yeah send us your questions or your topic ideas again it's sue at sexwithsue.com and you can reach me milky m-i-l-k-y at blasttheradio.com it's turned on the podcast